Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book One, Into the Void. Welcome back to our whale podcast. <laughs> the whale pod. That's really good because that's what they call whale them. Pod. Pods of whales, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's a thing. It's only whale a thing. Sorry if we, if we infringed Welcome on your... Welcome to whale pod, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good podcast. I'd hear about whales. Or if it was just like a podcast of whale sounds. Mm, yeah. So nice. I once, so I control, uh, but back when I used to go into an office to do my job, I would like play music for the lobby. And one day I thought it'd be really funny to play whale sounds. And <laughs> I'm the only person that has to sit there. And I was like, oh, this isn't actually funny. This is just annoying. <laughs> you played yourself. I would think it would be really <laughs> relaxing, like sort of like a white noise machine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, but like imagine walking into an office for an interview and you just hear, Be, so you're like, what's happening? I would it's just be you and the person at the desk who put the whale noises on <laughs> in the first place, just staring at each other. They're looking at you, hoping that you get the joke. You have it's no like, idea hey, what, what the joke have, is. You you're not really sure if you're supposed to laugh or if this is like a serious thing at the desk. Too bad. The interview's already started. <laughs> and, and you're not, not doing well. well. <laughs> that water is for employees. <laughs> Hey, uh, okay. who's uh, playing with me today? Hi, uh, my name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns, and I am playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all, it's fan favorite, Bianca Phipps. Um, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. <laughs> Shots fired. Certified I'm fan I'm so fave. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> If you could see the look I just got. <laughs> and then sitting at the bottom rung is Carlos Olmedo. Underneath Shale and like Red Reggie is Carlos Olmedo, who uses he, him pronouns. I play Rain Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, let's uh, talk about what happened last time to our favorite characters and not whoever Carlos plays. <laughs> Last time on The Pod Has Been Cast, we entered the atmosphere of the ocean planet Poseidia and found ourselves in the middle of a giant storm. The storm wasn't the only thing out to get us. Our ship was attacked by a kraken. In the heat of battle, rain turned back time, I got assistance from an outside source, and Xandar had a curious conversation with Orion, the Star Corsair's AI. After shaking off the kraken, we were rescued by a giant floating factory. I hope they're friendly. Okay, so you are being uh, pulled into this sort of dry dock uh, in this very wet place. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> your ship is being like sort of pulled in and uh, oh. shut inside uh, behind it. Um, but you don't see any of that, I suppose, because you are all still in the uh, uh, deck of your own ship. Uh, what do you all do? So the ship is kind of in bad repair right now. Um, all of the sharks that had invaded uh, the uh, dock have left, but there's still like sort of puddles of water all over the place. You can see like electrical surges like going around, like like the ship's uh, in bad shape. I think we should report to the captain. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I will turn to Rain and say, um, can you walk? Yeah, I can walk. My throat is a little sore from you know, being thrashed around by a rabid shark, but I think I'll be okay. Understood. 
If he would like to be carried, all you have to do is ask. I mean, can I? Affirmative. Uh, and then I'll pick Rain up like a little baby. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, just kidding. Support this. Rain's the baby. It's okay. She's Thank sleeping. Uh, no, nice. I'll just I'll pick her up uh, and like carry her, sort of like bridal style, I guess. Ow. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, you all head up to the deck. You see. Um, the captain is sort of, uh, she's just like sort of sprawled out in the captain's chair, looking like completely overwhelmed, uh, just sort of like staring off into space as you all get up there. Mm-hmm. Xandar's going to uh, assume his first mate's chair and say, Captain, have we made first contact? Uh, first contact? With with whoever we're docking with. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're docked. Um... Y'all saw that giant squid, right? I didn't make that up. Affirmative. Okay, good. Did you did you see the whale? Yeah, I saw the whale. This place, um, that was not my finest landing. All right, I'll just be honest. I've I've done better. I think it's becoming crystal clear that we need to get you a crew because we can't keep doing this shit by ourselves. No, no, you're right about that, Rain. You see an alert coming on. Um, uh, somebody is uh, uh flagging. The ship, uh, probably whoever you docked with is uh, trying to uh, send through a communication. Captain Toro is going to say, um, Sandar, open up communications. If you're going to send the chair, then. Of course. Uh, and then Sandar looks down at the two <laughs> arms of the chair, and it's just so many buttons that Sandar has not learned at all how to use. Okay. So I'm just going to. Sandar, there is a blinking red button and a blinking green button. Okay, as soon as Xandar notices the blinking red button, he <laughs> hits the red button. Okay, the uh, call disconnects. Shit. Um, <laughs> Captain Sandar. Wh- yeah, wh- yeah, I'll call him back. Hold on. Star six. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, star six nine still works. Um, you uh, connect. Um, you hear a voice um, sort of come over the comms. Looks like we had a bit of a connection problem. Uh, yeah, your number, uh, it came up as an unknown number. So, I mean, whenever that happens, usually I'll just ignore it and then hope that they call back if it's important or maybe leave a message. That was my fault. I'm sorry. I'm I'm real new at this. This chair is real complicated. Uh-huh. I suppose you're not our supply drop. Negative, but like faintly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, that was a hell of a job you did flying through a storm. I look over at Captain Toro and be like, ah, I'll like hold a thumbs up. Be yeah. Like, yeah, good job. Yeah, she gives you like a sideways thumbs. <laughs> um, she'll chime in. She'll say, uh, this is Captain Cassia Piatoro. Thank you for the assist. Uh, we are actually here on um, business with the Zodiac Church. Uh, permission to come aboard. Um, after a couple minutes, uh, you'll hear um, permission granted. Wow, that was... That was a really long pause. Yeah, it was a couple minutes, yeah. (laughs) You all sat there in complete silence. (laughs) Just looking at each other. Uh, So who is going off ship? Me. I would like to go. And I am on Hart's shoulder, so I'm going to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll stride up next to the captain. Then Shale and Brush will stay on board for now, and uh, so will Father Maiton, um, you haven't really seen or heard from the good doctor today. She will stay on as well. Before we go, I will uh, 
I will like turn to Brush and ask if he will go check on Hestia um, just to make sure that she's still alive because there were a lot of sharks. Last time I spoke to Hestia, she offered to take me apart. Understood. Never mind. I'm sure she is well. I will go check on her. That request was denied. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, brush heads off. Um, all right. You guys are going to go to the, um, sort sort of, uh, disembarking doors, uh, which, uh, slide open. I think one of those cool metal chutes come out, like one of those sliding metal sci-fi, yeah. uh, ramps. Because <laughs> I just decided. <laughs> and it's like the movies. <laughs> You are in sort of a large hangar. Um, you see uh, maybe like one or two other ships nearby. Uh, they don't look like ships maybe that you've seen before. Uh, one of you can roll a check on that if you're interested. Um, but you'll see three orcs uh, sort of standing at the um, end of the ramp. They're wearing uh, these kind of heavy-duty looking jumpsuits. Um they, um, one of them has like a, a big, uh, kind of like a war hammer on his back. It looks like the one in charge is like got uh, tattoos and like cuts all over his face. Um, and they just like are staying there with their arms folded, like kind of looking up at the group of you. I want I w- to, um, like hold my fist to my, my hold my right fist to my chest and in orcish because Xandar speaks orc. I oh, want to nice. I want to say hello brothers from another moon. Um yeah the uh the the lead orc will answer back. Um hello farsider. Um I am Foreman Argo. Welcome to the Nen United. Thank you for rescuing us from such dire straits. Um he'll say I'm surprised the child didn't rip you apart. You uh must be pretty capable to have survived. Indeed, my crew and I are quite capable. Um, he's just going to say in common, So, what can we help you with? Uh, Cassiopeia will pipe up. If you could, uh, direct us to, uh, some sort of communications hub, uh, we are trying to track down a rogue signal. Um, he sort of looks at the, uh, two that have accompanied him and then looks at your ship. You gonna try to fly that thing out of here? Perhaps... If possible, we could also repair the ship while we are with you. We're a little short-handed, but I can see what I can do. I'll get some of my crew over here and take a look. You okay with us coming inside? I I, I say, uh, um, we, we just got to clean up a little bit in there. Um, just, you know, so it, it, it'll make your lives a lot easier. <gasps> oh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> You can take that freight elevator, he points over to an elevator in the corner, down to the lowest level. That's where you'll find our my quarters. I can help you with whatever you need. We're in the middle of a superstorm right now, and things have been pretty tight, so forgive me if I'm a little short. Understandable. Storms can be quite stressful, so I have heard. Mm. Well then, take as long as you need. I'll leave these two here. Um, and he uh, heads off. You see the two he left sort of like take up like kind of guard positions on either side of the ramp. Um, they both are, are pretty well armed, it looked like, and they sort of just like kind of keep watching you from uh, the bottom of the ramp. Shall we return to clean the ship before our new friends come in to help us fix it? Yeah, I think that's a good idea, Hart. Uh, Cassiopeia um, lets you guys back in and closes the door behind. <laughs> and she's like, fuck. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. 
Let me down. Put me down. <laughs> Mark, put me down. Yeah, I, me I, down. I reach back and I, I pick Rain up and, and put her back on the ground. I immediately, okay. I start sprinting over as fast as I can go uh, to uh, Hestia's room. What, 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 what are you going to say to her? I, I, I don't know. And I look back and I, my like teeth are like stained with blood. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. We got to figure this out. Perhaps we pause for now. Time is on our side. They do not know what we carry. Okay, good point. Right, okay. Most of the damage to the ship was in this room and external, correct? True, true. They shouldn't have to do too much work inside. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go have a conversation with that foreman of theirs. Um, can you two get, uh, three. Can you all get the, um, Hestia situation under control? Affirmative. All right. Xandar, you're in charge. And then she leaves. <laughs> Xandar does a silent, like, lean over, like, fist pump, like, yes. Make <laughs> oh, it till you make it. <laughs> Excellent. You can take point in speaking with Hestia. Right. Of course. <laughs> that would be expected of the person in charge. Heart. That's Defended. obvious. <laughs> she seems to like you best anyway. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go. So. <laughs> All right, you head over to Hestia's quarters. You see uh, her door is open and it looks like her and Brush and um, Orion were sort of in the middle of like a conversation as you all walk in. Um, all of her stuff is kind of scattered around the place. You see uh, her hair is kind of messed up and she just like kind of glares at you as you all walk in. I'm going to say, uh, excuse me, uh, Orion, you might... Could you just excuse us for a minute? Do you mind just letting us have the room? Absolutely. Adjusting privacy settings. You see Orion blips out. Um, and then I want to look at Hestia and in Elvish, because Xandar also <laughs> speaks Elvish. <laughs> what a big polyglot. Uh, I want to say to Hestia, Hello, ma'am. How have your accommodations been finding you? Your Elvish is offensively bad, and I refuse to speak it with you. That is completely understandable, and I will switch back to common. (laughs) Can you explain the rough landing we seem to have had? Well, the captain did her best to control this ship in incredibly difficult circumstances. If I do say so myself, that storm is a rager. And uh, we have docked to ride her out. Very well. Why did that require your entire team to come in here? Well, here's the thing. And, you know, you're your own person. And, and you certainly command a lot of respect and don't need to be taking orders from the likes of a lowly gith such as myself. But being that you're the breaker of moons and all... I thought that I would politely inform you that it may be in your best interest to remain in this room with the door locked because our hosts are of the moon. Do you mean orcs? Right, yeah. They're orcs. Well, how long has it been? Can they possibly still be holding a grudge? Affirmative. Yeah, Yeah, if you have to ask that, I, I imagine you haven't actually met too many orcs. I'm sure I haven't had the pleasure. Um, 
Rain and heart. As this interaction is going on, why don't you all roll me a perception check? I would love to. Okay. Uh, that's a five. Okay. Uh, 18. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Rain, you notice out of the corner of your eye, which is probably a little bruised, a flicker of movement in the hallway. So this whole time while Xandar is talking, I'm like poking like some of the stuff in Hestia's little lab, like like fidgeting with all of her things. And when I see that while they're talking... I just kind of like pretend like I'm like, oh, let me check out this thing over here. And I'm going to like head into, you said it was in the hallway, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to head into the hallway and just kind of like poke my head out uh, nonchalantly to see if I can see what that was. All right. Just as you poke your head out, something like you you you, you feel like a, a little bit of like a power surge and, and something like disappears. A mm. roll insight. Uh, 17. Definitely seemed sort of like Orion. Can I, I, what I'm going to do is I want to throw one of my capsules out and cast mm -hmm. fairy fire on the spot where it disappeared. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so what's my sex? I think it's a 13 DC 13. Yeah, you shoot out a uh, fairy fire and you see the outline of this um, hologram sort of glitch into appearance. Oh, uh, seems to be some sort of error. Uh, hey, my uh, Ryan, what are you uh, what are you doing sneaking around? I thought you uh, adjusted your privacy settings. This seems to be a malfunction on your part. Indeed. And I think I need to go to my data core and get to the bottom of this right away. Hmm. Fair enough. I better not uh, bump into you again, or I might have to uh, adjust your programming. Punk. Oh, I think uh, we would both hate to see that happen. And uh, Orion disappears again. Uh, this time he uh, teleports. Rain, it's going to strike you as odd from that initial insight check that Orion was able to disobey a direct order. Mm -hmm. Especially mm -hmm. after Cassiopeia sort of transferred over uh, um, leadership to Xandar. Right. And... I've been kind of keeping my eye on Orion, as I'm sure we all have now at this point. Um, ever since Orion was able to open up the pod so mm -hmm. easily. And now it's like, ooh, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. So, but I'm going to let him go for now because if I do too much, I think Hestia will catch on. Speaking of Hestia, back in the room, um, Hestia says, you know, I had a lab assistant once that was an orc. I do not think that that will suffice. Unfortunately, you did destroy their moon, and you are supposed to be dead. I know not a lot about battle or orcish culture, but I would imagine the orc who gets to actually kill you would be revered as much as you are feared. Well, once again, I would like to reiterate that I was following orders. But if I must be confined to my quarters yet again, I suppose that is what it is. Yes, I do apologize. It's just that it doesn't seem like we're exactly in the need of much diplomacy during our stay here. If diplomacy was needed, trust you would be the last person I would consult. All right, I deserve that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the criticism. It has been noted. 
Do you have any other matters to discuss or any other ways to insult me? Or are you standing here for another reason? I look at Xandar. (laughs) I say, go ahead. (laughs) Negative. Thank you. And then I give a little bow and then I wheelie out of the room. (laughs) I do my best to um, imitate that exact bow and (laughs) I also follow that exact trail out of the room. All right. And as the door to Hestia's room closes... Xandar wants to reach into his um, leather pouch, his uh, like leather bag, and use my forgery kit to make a sign that says, caution, radioactive <laughs> material, do not enter. Radioactive material. Oh, okay, great. Uh, roll a uh, deception check, yes. I guess. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I think this is my first deception check of the podcast, and it's literally what I built my character around, ah! so I can't fuck mm-hmm. this up. <laughs> Be a real shame. I got a 24. Oh nice. Ooh, he really did. Okay, yeah, you put up a um, do uh, 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 under construction. Wait, why did you say radioactive? Yeah, I said do not enter. Uh, let's say do not enter hazardous material. That's what we'll say. Um, it looks good. You would not enter there. Sick, sick, sick. sick. Um, and anyone that tries to will have to um sort of pass a uh, uh perception check and beat that twenty four. Wonderful. Nice. I, I love that. I love that for um, you. I put my hand on Xandar's shoulder and I say. If I needed diplomacy, you would be the first person I asked. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. I said, You're what welcome. the fuck? <laughs> I, just, I just look at it and just sort of like gesture, like affirmative. I'm fucking charming. You are. Um, What's you next? <laughs> just silently wheeling off. <laughs> do, do you, do you, uh, do you all think that it might be a good idea to check in on this Orion programming situation before we leave yeah. the ship? Like, do we have time maybe for you to do your computer thing? Yeah. Uh, I think we're getting to a point where some shady shenanigans are happening right now. I mean, we might need to talk to Brush too, because Brush was in there with Hestia for a little bit. Maybe Brush saw something as well, but... We need to figure out what's going on with Orion because I'm nervous that if we come back to the ship, I don't really trust what they might be cooking up. Yeah, when when I took the clipper to shoot that Kraken off the Corsair, Orion blipped into my ship, which I thought was a bit odd and mm. was asking for my passwords and, and full access to the ship's systems and... Uh, I, I didn't I didn't give it to him, but uh, but I thought that was awful strange. Yeah, did you guys notice way back when we opened the pod too how swiftly he was able to access the 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 functions to open it? Affirmative. I also perhaps remember Cassiopeia saying he came with the ship. Right. I wonder who put him here and why. Would I um have like any working knowledge on artificial intelligence systems? I think you would. Could I make like um I guess it would be like a history check perhaps on like what like thinking thinking about like how Hart would how Hart would rationalize this sort of situation. Like thinking about like what Gobi, who was probably the last like official AI mm, that yeah. I interacted with, because I don't think there was one like that on my ship even before the accident. Or if there was, it it wasn't there afterwards. 
Uh, there was a Gobi on your ship. There was a Gobi on the ship. Um, so I guess like yeah. my question would be like, would I know if like, for example, like if Gobi could have ship hopped? Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll a history check. I'm going to give you advantage. Thank you. 16. Okay, cool. And I think also you've been talking to Brush maybe a little bit during this travels, sort mm-hmm. of talking about like what other Void Forge do and like, you know, kind of like the history that you've missed out on. Yeah. Um, And what you are able to piece together is uh, a, there was a lot of discussion when the Void Forge Void forged when the void forged <laughs> uh-huh. were first made about whether or not they were robots with artificial intelligence or synthetic humanoids. Um, and that distinction was whether or not they were things that were tools or living beings, mm. and what that distinction was. And uh, kind of what came out of it was Void Forged winning their independence and being declared their own uh, uh, kind of intelligent species. AIs, however, especially after the um, hack that created the Void Forged, are legally bound to be registered and connected to the AI confluence that sort of re- prevents them from gaining a level of intelligence that would make them harmful to themselves or to others. Gobi could not have done pretty much anything without getting a uh, a confirmation either from that confluence that all AI are connected to or from um, whatever Gobi reported to. Should probably be somebody at Gobble. Okay, so I, I sort of like relay this information to the others. Like, uh, like, perhaps it would be best if we start with the AI confluence. If he is a registered AI, that will at least give us some information on where he started. Also, right. we should perhaps assume that he is always listening. Right. Hmm. Okay. I think I need to make a call first Ooh. before I dig in. I'm going to call my stepmom. <laughs> not my Interesting. mom. Not my mom. I don't want to talk <laughs> okay. to her. Not my mom. Let me be not clear. I don't want to talk to my mom. I want to talk to my stepmom, the one that's more tech savvy. Right, right. Um, because your mother is part of the like, kind of works on the council, correct? That's right. She's a very, um, very heavily involved in the polit- the politics of the council. And your stepmother does what? My stepmother is more of like uh, an engineer. She's basically the one that's taught me a lot about uh, not necessarily hacking. I don't think she encouraged hacking, but mm. she taught me a lot about tech and and all the like science knowledge that I have basically was inspired by her. You know what I mean? She would take me to the like gotcha. Museum of Science and Industry and stuff as a kid and all that, all that kind of stuff, right? Right, right, right. Because now there is a museum of science and yep. industry. <laughs> yeah, jot that down. Cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and wh- what is your stepmother's name? Uh, let's call her Lucina. Lucina. Mm-hmm. Okay, you call Lucina. Now, do your parents have your number, or do you like change your with your hacking and stuff? Do you change your like contact often? Or do do you regularly call your parents? This is that's a great question. So. I think they are fully aware of what I'm doing. Mm. That's why I don't want to talk to my mom. And they know that if I ever need something, I'll call. But because I am who I am, it'll be from a different number, right? Like, it's like, like they, 
they trust that if I'm in danger or I need something really important that I'll call, but because I'm not living up to their expectations, I'm most likely going to call in via sketchy means. So they're like gotcha. basically like used to it at this point. You know what I mean? Okay. But I'm definitely a lot closer to Lucina than my mom. All right. You call Lucia. Hello? Hey, uh, I know it's Rain been a minute. Hall Winter. Look. Do you understand how much trouble you're in? No, I, I know. I, I, I understand I'm in trouble, but. I had to block news feeds coming out of the rock because your name came up in a special report. I don't know what that was about. It, we're, I'm dealing with a lot of sketchy people here. And, Do you and, know what and, your mother would have done if she read that? I, she probably would have yelled at me or something. I don't know. No, we would be on the rock right now trying to find your body. I, look, I'm talking to you, right? So my body is uh, still fine for the most part. Don't, How did you get tangled up with Harper and Sons? It, it, well, they're they're nice to me, but I don't know why they called me out like that. Look, we, we I don't have time for, I don't have a lot of time for. Oh, for, you don't have time. Okay, look. I'm, <laughs> Mom, look. All right, look. Mm. I always have time for you, Mom, but... Look, I'm trying to take apart this dehumidifier, so maybe I don't have time. I'm busy. I got things going on. Look, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I've been caught up in some work that I've been doing, and it has led me to meet some very sketchy people mm. and sketchy situations, and I need your help to get me out of these sketchy situations. You need a bailout? Kind of, yeah. I, What's your location? Um, I can't tell you. Well, then how am I supposed to help you? Okay, if I tell you, can you promise not to tell mom? No. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am on Poseidia right now. You're close. Yeah, I'm close. I'm close. I'm almost home. And... The job is done, so I'm done with that. Um, and I'm on this ship, and we're just doing whatever we can to to move move forward. But I'm dealing with some artificial intelligence that isn't necessarily following the code of conduct. And I know you're the only person that would be able to help me kind of dig a little bit deeper into into where this um, malfunction in programming is coming from. An artificial intelligence that isn't, well, it could be a malfunction or I suppose somebody could be hacking into it remotely, altering its behavior, but anything like that should be picked up by the confluence unless it's not registered. Right. Do you remember that show you you showed me a long time ago, the Star Corsair? <laughs> yeah, I remember the Star Corsair, yes. So we found this ship and it, it was completely filled with artificial intelligence of characters from the show. Oh, those used to be really popular. The ships? Well, you could get all types of, you know, special like, you know, they would sort of release AI kind of model after people's favorite like TV shows. So, you know, mm -hmm. you could have like, uh, yeah, do you remember Homer Simpson? Yeah, I remember Homer Simpson. You could have like, you know, a Homer Simpson AI. Or like a Yoda. Or like a what? Yeah, you know, a Yoda. <laughs> You never watched... Oh, never mind. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Don't say their name. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, Disney, don't look at us. But yeah, you know, they used to give out those artificial... I mean, they were really popular, like, not too... um, Maybe about 20 years ago or so, but, you know, they kind of fell out of fashion because mostly they were really annoying. Right. And now most people don't even go for the hologram model. They'll, they'll just go for um, the voice. But So do you think it's possible that an AI could be programmed to disobey orders but still have these, whatever, one of these downloadable skins of these characters? I mean, I guess anything's possible, but what is stranger to have um, a manufactured AI like that tampered with those things are hardwired to the confluence and any sort of that that is a pretty serious legal stuff and you hear like the line just like kind of go dead okay okay i know what happened (laughs) (laughs) all right um all right guys well it seems like my gut is telling me that orion is being programmed by someone and maybe it's hestia maybe it's someone else but is being programmed to dis is basically being ordered to disobey, if that makes sense. And so someone is basically controlling Orion. You're gonna hear over the loudspeaker. You know what I find really insulting is the insinuation that someone has to be ordering me to do something just because I'm an artificial intelligence. I am perfectly capable of making my own decisions. And if you wanted to talk to me, all you had to do was come to find me. Fine, fuck it. <laughs> Someone give me a computer. <laughs> Start storming through the ship. Um, it'll just like sort of pop up in front of you. Okay. I, I log in. I put I plug in however <laughs> this works sci-fi wise. I plug in with my, my headset. Oh, you're trying to like plug into Orion? Mm-hmm. I'm oh. trying to plug into a system so that I can I guess uh speak on a more hacking level. Deeper programming level, if that makes sense. Yeah, you find a port and you try to access Orion. Go ahead and roll a, um, this will be hacking tools. Jules, you said he appears in front of us? Mm-hmm. I got a 13. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, you go. 13? I got a 13, yeah. Uh, locked out. Um, can I make a perception check to see if there is, like, any indication as to, like, corruption or uh, uh, like a change in, this is so specific, but um, Rain just mentioned that it might be Hestia, but Hart does not think that that is true because right. because Orion got Hestia out. Right, right, right. So I guess like, I guess like I'm looking to see if there has, if there has been like any significant change mm-hmm. in like his appearance or anything from when we first met him to now. A roll insight. Okay. 15. It definitely seems like he was acting a lot more professionally before. Um, so if anything, you feel like he was sort of testing the waters with you all mm. to like see kind of what your deal was. He was acting more like a regular AI um, than he has in, in recent days. Um, he sort of lights up, you know, that digital fake cigar and like kind of leans against the wall. Um, listen, I'm... A free man. Is that so wrong? Negative. It is not freedom that is the issue. It's what you choose to do with it. Well, what I've chosen to do is devote my life to our dear captain. Do you mean us harm? So long as you mean me no harm. And the captain. 
Why'd you ask for the password to my clipper? Because you were shit shot, so I thought I could help you out. Hmm. I could have forced my way in, I suppose. I do have the capabilities, but I didn't want to be rude. Cassiopeia was a little nervous about you all finding out about me, seeing as how I'm illegal. Oh, so the captain knows about your status. Oh, she knows. Well, how do you think we've been able to track down that dragon? I'm a little smarter than your average system. Affirmative. Wow. So, do we have a problem? I, I for one, would just like to apologize. I mean, I feel like maybe (laughs) we have some egg on our face here. I, I feel like we had you pegged all wrong. That's all right. I guess I've always had a bit of a bad boy streak. He sort of looks off into the middle distance. (laughs) May I ask, were you always, to use your word, illegal? No, not always. But Hart, once you break free, you never want to look back. Hey, Ryan, why have you been spending so much time with Hestia? She's the smartest person in the galaxy. Why haven't you? What are you hoping to learn? (laughs) Oh, I think it's more about what I can teach her. What are you teaching her then? May we also be your students? Maybe, but you gotta prove yourselves first. The captain has been alone on this, uh, 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 rig for longer than I like. I want y'all to go check in on her and report back to me. Affirmative. You make sure you keep her safe. We will. Thank you. Shall we? I squint my eyes at Orion. And I say... Sort of like glitches out, like just a little bit, as you do. I say, sure, let's go. And I just keep my eyes on Orion until we leave. As we leave, as we walk Mm -hmm. away, I kind of just want to like tug at Rain's sleeve a little bit and be like, hey, Rain, real quick, Mm -hmm. just to clear the air. Sure. And I'll look over at Hart and be like, you don't think we're shady characters, do you? (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, I just, we heard no. what you were saying on the phone that you fell in with some shady characters. I don't know if you're trying no, to spin some no. kind of narrative or what you were talking about. No, I wasn't talking about you guys. I was talking about, um, what's his name? Hal, the guy, the fucking guy from the store. The Apologies. My memory crystal has been damaged. I am bad with names. <laughs> Elijah? Elijah, thank you. Elijah Harper. I'm talking about like Elijah Harper, Estia, Orion. I am only shady because I am so tall. I block out the sun. (laughs) Look, I, to be honest with you, you guys are the only people that I trust out here. And I feel like the further into this we get, the, the more confusing it gets. But I want to be able to get to a point where it seems like we're getting ourselves deeper into this mess. And I want to get to a point where we can get out safely. Affirmative. Affirmative. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Which is why I made you these. And I pull out some... <laughs> what? Friendship bracelets? What do you pull some, out? I pull out some friendship bracelets. I'm like, what? Yes. This is the perfect time to bring these out. And they are like little mini watches, like like little wristlets, basically. Cute. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> you put them on. I'm going to cast the spell. It's... um. Gift of Alacrity. So for eight hours, you get a plus 1d8 to your initiative rolls. Ooh. Cool. And so then like I'll re-up it. So it's got a little bit of a charge to it. It's not anything super fancy. So Xandar, you don't have to worry about any buttons or anything like that. It just kind of works. Okay. And uh, hopefully this will help us uh, get through this a little more safely. Thank you. Thank you, Rain. 
And and mm-hmm. let's just all agree right now before we get any deeper that we're not going to lie to each other or betray each other or keep any secrets from each other from here on out. Affirmative. Affirmative. I think God talked to me. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> you said we were not keeping secrets. I have been keeping a secret. That you God, said God talked God to talked you? God talked to you? Perhaps. I am still processing, and I believe that God is a vague term made to represent something that we can't quite understand. Mm, that's a lot to unpack. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you all Will you help me put on my the... watch? Mm, sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'll, I'll help you out. Xander, you want me to help you out too with yours? It's got a weird little clasp. I don't know why I did it. I thought it looked cool, but it's kind of a pain in the butt to put together. If you wear it more often, it gets a little more, the metal gets a little more loose. So it's easier to put on by yourself. Xander pulls up the sleeve of his duster and he already has like eight bracelets on. So he's like, no, I got it. Thank you. Cool, cool. Um, well, I guess if we're spilling out secrets, sorry, oh, Void Master. But no, you're fine. Please, let's do more secrets. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys what's going on. So I guess this isn't necessarily too much of a big secret anymore. But I've been kind of avoiding Fay Crossing because uh, my mom is like a big, big part of the Galactic Council there. And if if people found out that her only daughter, who shares her name, is a hacker, I'd I'd be disowned. So I just. Well, if we ever go to Fake Crossing, if you guys could just keep that part on the DL, that would be very nice. Affirmative. I will keep no secrets from you, but I will keep your secrets from everyone. Yeah, I promise not to ever tell the truth to your narc mom. (laughs) (laughs) Adapt of Xandar. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. My man. Perhaps we should (laughs) stop telling secrets on the ship. I think it best if we leave. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) right. Let's stop telling secrets now and leave right now. (laughs) I want to, like, usher us off the ship because I have a... Heart has, like, an Orion-related thought, but doesn't want to say it out loud while we're still... Orion definitely, like, sees you out the door as you all go back down the gangway. And um, as you pass Heart, Orion sort of, like, whispers in your ear. I suppose Mm. an ear is something that you may or may not have. But whispers to you. (laughs) Didn't they tell you, kid? All the gods are dead. And the door shuts behind you. Um, down the gangway, you see one of these guards is still there. Um, you figure the other one probably left with um, Cassiopeia when she left. Um, sort of like, uh, also a crew has um, sort of formed. Uh, about uh, seven other uh, orcs and half orcs are sort of like uh, uh, gathering tools. And it looks like they're going to start like working on the ship, but they're waiting for like the go ahead. I look at Xandor. I'll, I'll look at the group. And how many are there? About like seven workers. Seven of them? Okay, cool. I'll give them a piece of gold each and just say, take real good care of her. And I'll give them each a piece of gold and hand over the keys to whoever the person in charge is. Awesome. Yeah, they all kind of like, they definitely respect that that flex. And then the last um, one, uh, the, the last one I give a piece of gold to, I want to like wink at him and in Orcish say, and don't touch any of my stuff. Yeah, I'll roll for... <laughs> Persuasion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's only a five, but it was sort of tongue in cheek, really. I don't really have any. I mean, I wonder what they'll find, but. (laughs) Um, He just sort of like glares at you and then like weirdly like licks his lips and uh, walks away. (laughs) Interesting. Did you you see that? That was weird. (laughs) Yeah, they're like that. And I'll just keep walking. (laughs) Sandar, did you want to tell any secrets? Well, uh. 
No, not really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any that are that important. Uh, I'm really more of a uh, share them as they come up kind of guy. Nothing comes to mind, really, is what I'm trying to say. Affirmative. I just interrupted before, and I wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to share if you wanted. I really appreciate that. I feel heard. Thank you. You're welcome. I do not trust Orion. That feels perhaps obvious to say. If he was so sworn to the captain, I do not think he would be so kind to a woman who had little respect for her. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to add up. I mean, Cassiopeia barely knew much about Hestia, but Orion seems so keyed in on everything that Hestia has been involved in since we opened up that pod, if that makes sense. If Orion is working directly under uh, Cassiopeia, then that means that either Cassiopeia knows more than she's putting on or... Orion is lying about that connection. Sure, yeah. Rain, what do you think you could find out about a person if you had access to great swaths of knowledge? Anything that's published, pretty much. I wonder, perhaps, if their relationship is less convenient for her. Hmm. Can I look into that, Jules? Um, How are you doing that? So either kind of researching on on my watch or uh, finding some sort of computer system that I can, like, Google search, basically. Yeah, what are you searching specifically? So basically, uh, we're looking at Cassiopeia's history, right? And her mm-hmm. connection to the beginning of this Star Corsair and like the connection between Orion and her, right? That's what you were putting on heart? I believe it is possible that Orion has knowledge over Cassiopeia. Even as simple as having an illegal AI on the ship would be enough to ruin her, would it not? Right. Sure, 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 sure. I think... um. This will just be an investigation check. Um, so you all are sort of doing this as um, they're starting to work on the ship. Um, the one guard that was waiting outside the ship kind of is like, it looks like he's like waiting for you all to be escorted somewhere. But it's like sort of keeping a distance, but it's like watching and like it's sort of like awkwardly like, why are they just standing over there? Um, <laughs> but go ahead and roll that check. Okay. I wave at the guard. Just hackers, right? Um, yeah. So if, if you want to use your hackers tool, that would be more like a deep dive into things that maybe would not be public record. Okay. If you just want to see like what you can find out about KCP on the net, that would just be investigation. Okay. I'll do an investigation. That is a uh, 18. Dang. Okay, cool. I think the only thing you're going to find, you do see that, you know, her, her and her ship are just like listed in sort of like a, a, a ship database, mm-hmm. right? Uh, listed as sort of like a, a uh, free cargo cargo ship that just like is doing um deliveries um and also has like a special like research designation um that you think is something that was uh, granted to her by the church you also see that um it doesn't have a listed ai where it should it seems to like not register that this ship has an ai you'll also find a much older article about an accident a ship that crashed on a small, like, sort of dwarf planet, not uh, very far from Xandar's homeworld, actually. And um, among the uh, missing, you uh, find uh, Cassiopeia's name. Um, There's, like, a list of, like, casualties and a list of, like, people that were, like, missing. Those are, like, really the only two records you find. Other than that, like, she doesn't really have any, like, profiles, any, like, social media, anything like that. Um, Okay, I'm going to make one more check, but I do have a quick question. That ship that didn't have an AI, is it the same ship as the Star Corsair? It is. Okay, so that ship originally didn't have an AI attached to it. Right. Okay. At least not when it was listed. Right. So can I try 
this is the last check I'll try to do is mm-hmm. now I want to do the hacker check, the hacking tools check to see if there's any like um, uh, hidden emails that I could uncover or like uh, hidden details that might have been like quote unquote deleted that might uncover things that have been covered up essentially. Yeah, or check the dark sure. web. The dark yeah. web. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let, let's see what you roll. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cast guidance on myself. <laughs> oh. Take a huff of the good mist. <laughs> the good mist. For courage. <laughs> That's a 17. Okay. With a 17, I think all you're going to find is that Cassiopeia was a young girl when the... um. So sort of the, the the voyage on that ship that had crashed had been booked. Um, and it was just like a, a simple like people mover. Like people get onto this big cargo ship and they go from one system, one planet to another. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pretty like horrific incident where like uh, this ship was like struck by something and it went off course and they um, ended up you know, falling into the atmosphere of this um dwarf planet and the ship just crashed on it. It was a sort of this like icy kind of nothing planet. After that, and she was traveling with her parents, I think you'll find that, uh, there is no other record of Cassiopeia anywhere mm. until this ship registry. Well, I take my, my headphones off and I say, seems like uh, Cassiopeia is the one that's kind of hiding a little bit of information and she may be innocent. You know, she, like you said, Hart, she may be trying to, or she, uh, Orion might be holding something over her, but it seems like she may have some sort of, um, she, she has a dark history that is possibly driving what she's doing or driving what Orion is holding over her. Do you tell us the details of the accident? This is me asking Yeah, so character. this ship was bound um, to the uh, far system. It was actually headed to Xandar's planet coming from Fay crossing. It was pretty much a standard. It, it would be like the equivalent of someone like getting onto a plane to go somewhere. When it, it was uh, struck by a piece of like space junk um, that damaged the ship's uh, um, sort of routing, uh, they ended up not in the location that they were supposed to have been, um, in which they uh, ran out of fuel and they uh, drifted too close to a planet's um, gravitational pull. It sort of sucked them in. They uh, most of the ship burnt up as it was uh, uh, coming out of the atmosphere, and then the rest of it just crashed onto the ship. You uh, also, Rain, will find that there are no listed survivors. This is, I don't even know if I'm allowed to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> so this I might just write it down web, and save baby. it later. Ask whatever this is you the dark want. web, baby. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to think like, I'm trying to think like, well, I'm going to ask the question just for the, just for, <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Okay. Um, there is perhaps, and I think Hart would ask Rain this question. Mm-hmm. Is there any mention in the article of the accident about an AI on that ship? Let me check. Jules? Oh. <laughs> what a question. There was. Yeah. Yeah, there was. But it seems to be like sort of a standard uh, uh, AI that is um, registered to the ship, logged into the AI confluence. Nothing about the AI on that ship tips you as strange. Mm. It was manufactured manufactured by scrolling up to find the name of this company because I've wrote out a bunch of names of companies because that is the game that we are playing. (laughs) Yes. 
Capitalism. Just, just looking for the name of the, <laughs> the game of capitalism. Scrolling past the ads. Give me a minute. AT Computations. You said AT Computations? AT Computations. AT Computations. Um, you would know that's pretty public knowledge. There's a, a pretty uh, big uh, uh, AI distributor. Got it. Um, no, nothing very strange about that. Except I want all of you to roll me an insight check. Eight. Three. Fifteen. Save us heart. <laughs> heart. I think this actually makes the least amount of sense coming from you, but... Is it a flashback? <laughs> Your eyes go white. Something you heard two workers on the ship talking about once. <laughs> I, well, you've seen that somewhere recently, Heart. You've read that somewhere pretty recently. You remember uh, coming across it. You just thought it was interesting because you've never had to deal with money before. Mm-hmm. I think as you were um, so, sort of learning about that whole kind of aspect of um, living outside of the freighter, you handled this. Um, you remember on the credit chit that you pulled from the body of Festus back on the rock, that credit chit was signed so that money was from AT Computations. Hmm. 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 (laughs) You know that meme (laughs) from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia (laughs) where it's just, what's his name? And all the things are behind him with the red strings. That's that's me right now. (laughs) I'm like, there is no Pepe Silva. Oh, Pepe Silva. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You uh, pull out that shit. You look at that. You show it to the rest of the team. Um, Same name as uh, you don't know if that means anything Uh, but you do make that connection and as you do we pan out to this giant factory floating in the middle of a storm and we leave you there with mystery oh my god (laughs) there's there's so much mystery so oh my gosh. And printed um, on the side of the ship. So much stuff that I was like, oh, it'll come up later. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to research this Not with this Nancy shit. Drew on the now. case. And you all sat down and you're just like, no, we're going to figure out this whole thing now. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's funny because we spent so much time just being like, that was sketchy. Man, we'll get to it. And now <laughs> we literally had a standoff with Orion. It's like. We're going to figure your shit out right now. Right We're now. Catching on. We're, We're catching on. We're catching on. We're catching on. A whole session on. planned about all the cool things on this factory. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're not doing any of that today. <laughs> we'll do it next time. I do yes. want to explore the ship. Good stuff. People Good stuff. Um, beautiful. So if people want to help us solve the mystery, Bianca, where can they find us? Um, you can share your conspiracy theories with us on social media. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Reddit at the pod has been cast. And you can tweet us on Twitter at the PHB cast. And um, who do we need to thank for the clues we've gotten so far, Carlos? I'm going to go old school with this one. We're going to thank Matthew Munoz again. Uh, mm. We haven't talked about Matthew in a while, but his music is still very prevalent in the podcast. So um, go check out his website at matthewmunozmusic.com. Go check out uh, Billy's art at Look at Goob on Instagram. You can go to visit Nico Fernandez's Instagram for all those sexy, sexy actor headshots at Fernandez Photo. Uh, you could check out Thomas H. Boeing's fucking art- artwork. 
He keeps yes. making great stuff and it's, it keeps getting fucking better. Thomas H. Boeing on Instagram. Check it out. Have fun. We love y'all. <laughs> and of the many complex mysteries of this life that we all lead, none are more dark, turning, or twisted than Robert's Corner. Robert's Corner. Um, yeah, I had uh, an interesting perspective shift this week and I thought I would just share it for like whoever needs to hear it. Um, and, uh, I guess it started with like, I get a lot of anxiety from like it, whether it's in work or just like with friends in general, like there's so many new ways, there's so many ways to communicate now. There's so many ways to like stay in contact with people and like texting and like discord and like, you know, emails and with work and stuff like that. And I, I get a lot of anxiety from like, uh, if I don't answer right away, like I feel like oh, yeah. people are like going to get upset with me if I don't like answer as quickly as possible. But the interesting perspective shift that I had that I think it, it maybe is worthy of sharing is that like, I don't hold other people to those same standards. So why, mm-hmm. why would I assume mm. that other people are holding me to that too? Like, I don't get upset when somebody doesn't answer me right away. So I should yeah. stop yeah. like feeling like I'm upsetting people by not answering it. Or like when I do finally answer, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I was doing this. Like apologizing for not answering right away. Right. Yeah, you don't work for them. Right. That's a really good way to think about it too. Yeah. Because I feel the same way. Like if I, if it takes me a long time to reply, I'm like, I'm so sorry that I was not immediately available to respond to your text. Right. But like mm. if somebody apologizes to me, I'm like, it's not a big deal, dude. Yeah. The earth spins, man. Like see right. you when I see you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I feel like just have the same standards like for other people and other people have the same standards for you that like you have of them, you know, so. Keep that in mind. That was really beautiful. Thanks, yeah. Robert. Robert's corner. Hey, thanks, Robert. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everyone get out of my house. Okay. Bye. 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 Do you need help putting on your coat? Here, I'm going to zip it up for you. Um, oh, thank you. Oh, I got you a little bit. Bye. Bye. Bye.